Well, hello and welcome everyone to this special edition broadcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Amanda Poole-Walsh. I'm the founder of Astrology Hub, and I am here today with foundational astrologer, Linda Bird. Linda has been practicing astrology for over 20 years. She is the president of NCGR, which is the National Council of Geocosmic Research, and she is also an upcoming guide for our Inner Circle membership group. And we're here today to revisit some of the topics that Linda brought up during the 2020 forecast event that we hosted back in January. And some of the um, themes that Linda identified back then in January, before so much of our storyline had begun unfolding, um, because they are so like even more relevant now and even more important for us to continue remembering. So these are themes around revolution to evolution, awakening to a new reality, and also um, a, a warning that she gave, which was around not feeding fear. So Linda, welcome. It's so great to be here with you again. It's such a pleasure. Thank you. All right. So let's start with um, this idea. I mean, I, there's such a revolutionary energy happening right now in this country and around the world. And so what were you looking at when you, when you saw revolution to evolution as a theme for 2020? And how do you see that um, continuing to mature as we go throughout the year? As far as something specific, it's probably just the Saturn-Pluto thing. And what we're beginning to see in other parts of the world was a literal revolution. I didn't think it was going to be literal here quite so much, but, um, but we knew that we had to, the old ways had to break down for something better to come from it. So, and, and the, the reason I chose revolution to evolution is because when we're in the revolutionary stage of it, it can be very scary. So if, if we hold on to the idea or the, the vision that we have to go through this stage in order to evolve, then it gives us something on the other side, something to hold on to, you might say, so that we don't get caught in the, oh my God, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and from a, um, like from a metaphysical perspective, cause I know that you, you bring so much of that into your work, into your life. It's who you are. Um, how, I love what you just said about, you know, there's, there's a lot of merit in recognizing that it's, it's an essential part of the process, right. Mm -hmm. As we're, 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 we're changing. Right. How do you, um, how do you work with it? Personally, like how do you work with the unrest, the, the unknown, the chaotic um, things that are happening? Well, I, I try to spend time in nature and also to, to meditate and to kind of hold on to the, to the um, energy of this is all purposeful. And as hard as it is for people to be going through the hard times they are, in some ways, um, I look at this pandemic as really quite brilliant. Um, it's, it's a scary, terrible thing, but it stopped the world in its tracks. And, and nothing has done that before except for a world war. So when this happened, um, I realized, I was brushing my teeth on the second day of the lockdown and I realized, oh my God, this isn't 
an awakening to a new reality. We did, we did life change very quickly. But I also realized I had running water. I had electricity, a roof over my head, food in the cupboards. And I, and I thought I just was overcome with gratitude because a lot of us were looking at this whole Saturn-Pluto conjunction and, and it could have been something so much worse. And so in some ways I look at this as, as maybe humanity is evolving faster than, I mean, my hope is that we, we wake up and we start evolving and moving with the energy in a conscious way so that we don't have to have harder lessons. And so the pandemic to me felt like it was a, a horrible thing and yet relatively gentle in the scale of what could have been in a way. And even the revolution part that we're going through now, yes, there was rioting and looting at the very beginning, but it's evolved into more peaceful protesting. And I did a webinar for a group in um, Vancouver last Friday, and they, they said, are you going to the rally? And I like that word rally better, because it's like rallying behind a cause. And, and all these things that have been going on for so long, these horrible inequities already we're seeing things changing you know people are you know moving funds from the police or not totally but taking funds from the policing to community things and we're seeing concrete changing really fast so so that gives me hope that we're because i i believe that the planets are conscious they want the best for us and so forth but they can be stripped and say, look at you got to wake up. And, you know, I, I don't want to have to hit you harder and harder, but so that if we're, if we're paying attention as a collective, as humanity, and we do start to evolve quickly, then I think that we can avoid some of the things that could happen because the years lined up for, you know, who knows. But my hope is that if we can become conscious and to look at the progress we're making um, and focus on the positivity of what's going on without ignoring or, or negating the suffering, because clearly that is happening. Um, I believe that we are part of the solution, that we live in a quantum universe and our energy of positivity and seeing seeing the light, the world we want to create, um, I think that's adding to the morphic field and a quicker resolution to the evolution, you might say. Mm. Anyway. And, and Linda, do you, are you finding that you have evidence of that in your life? Like in your conversations with people, do you feel like people around you are, are waking up at a faster pace or, or um, getting involved or engaged more than they would have before? Are you seeing that in your reality? Yes, I, I, and it could be because you you attract people like you, so that I you know I have a little narrow right. group. But um, but yeah, people are waking up very I think very fast because I th we're waking up to, to the fact that we're not we're not just a little three D body. We are so much more than than this. Uh, there's we have a higher consciousness that is helping us if we pay attention. Um, and I think that people are becoming more um, connected or more validating of their bigger selves, that we're being asked to step out in a bigger way. Um, 
and it's, I mean, personally, it's, it's been really hard. I just, just to be on your program has been a real challenge to just step into this, this role because it brings up all my insecurities of I'm not good enough and all those other people are, you know, and all these other things. And, and um, even as late as last night, I was having to really kind of try to study and everything. But like I said, I'm not a mundane astrologer. And um, I was talking to a friend and he said, just be you, you know, and I thought, oh, friend. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought, oh, thank you. Because that's, that's who I am. I can't be other people and I can't compare myself to other people. I just have to bring my piece of the puzzle. That's, you know, (laughs) that's it. I mean, that's what we know from astrology is actually every person is holding a unique piece of the puzzle. And when we stop censoring ourselves and blocking ourselves and shaming ourselves and all the things that we do as humans to varying degrees, right? Right. We give the gift of that authentic blueprint, which contributes to the beauty of the whole. And again, I feel like astrology just like astrology sings this, you know, look, everybody's unique. Everybody has this chart. And yet we're all together in it. It's, it's, it's this, this um, beauty in our differences and in our sameness, you know, exactly. and totally. It's, I love when I see the members on my team being like, oh, my, my fellow Scorpio sister or, oh, my, you know, it's finding those connection points that we do have mm-hmm. in common. And so I'm very glad that your friend said that to you because it's exactly what I would have said. Linda. Oh, just thank you. you because you're amazing and we love you <laughs> thank you well it's, okay. it's, I, I just wanted to say one thing yeah. about that. it's kind of like we're all because we live in a frequency right i call it energy soup and yeah. uh, that we all bring our own note to the symphony of life because you know it's a frequency totally and you know you know um symphonies have those moments of tension and then the like softness and then the quiet and then all of that makes it so incredible. So um, you said something earlier that I'd love to go back to because I asked Rick Levine this question last week. It just like, I just needed to ask him. And it was, um, do you believe that the universe is benevolent? And so I would love to hear your answer to that because you said something that uh, made me think of it. Yes, I do. I definitely believe that the universe is benevolent. And I do believe that the planets are conscious. conscious, And they... They want the best for us. I, I, I think I shared this the last time we talked, but I had this experience with the Stargate where I, I don't know if you want me to share the story again, but, um, but I, I experienced the feeling and the love from the planets and it was profound. It changed my life. And it was not just that they love us, but I love them. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was kind of this whole thing about we're all one. And just as we as, as individual humans are different, but we all have something to offer, I think that the, the whole, um, the, the universe is like that. It's, we, all, we all contribute. So yes, I, I would definitely say that I believe the universe is benevolent. And so when there's things happening that don't seem benevolent, like there's a lot of things happening right now, um, how do you like rectify that within yourself? It's not, it's not necessarily easy because you can feel the distress and the, um, what's going on 
but I just, I have to believe that it's all, everything happens for a reason. And it, it's hard to justify, you know, people who are getting sick and losing loved ones and lost their jobs and all these things that are really um, horrible. Um, and yet I have to hold on to that. Everything, there's a higher purpose for all of this. And um, yeah, it's hard to, from the, the 3D humanness to, to really have to, to, to try to figure it out. It's kind of like I have to turn it over and say, I don't understand this, but I have to be in a, a trusting place. Mm. That there's a reason. Mm. So. Okay, so one of the other things that you were very clear about during the 2020 forecast event was the um, consequences, I think. Just, just warning about some of the consequences of, of feeding the energy of fear. So can we talk about that a little bit and um, why you feel that's so important to highlight? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I believe that like attracts like. And so whatever you're focusing on, then you attract that. So on a personal level, when you're fearful, and I think we've all had this experience, when we're fearful, especially if I'm afraid of this, then, oh my goodness, we get an opportunity to deal with that because we've had, we have a focus there. I think, um, uh, I don't know who said this, I, somebody said Carl Jung, but you know, where, where your focus, where, let's see, I just lost it. Anyway, it's kind of like where, where your energy is, then the, the, that's where the flow is. And so it's, um, so on a personal level, it's not helpful to live in a fearful place because we are choosing every moment how we want that moment to be and so we could choose to be fearful or or by default fall into fear or we can consciously choose to something different to be um, holding um, trust that whatever it is it's going to be okay so and then on the global level when we're fearful we feed the morphic field we feed the fear that that affects everybody else and so when we can hold a higher vibration of um, love and gratitude and joy and, and the, the higher vibrations, then we're contributing that to the morphic field instead of the lower vibrations of fear. It's, and so I think it's, I think it's really, really important. Mm -hmm. Essential, and really. And some control as to what we do. I mean, right. we can control ourselves. We can't control anything else around us. You know, um, someone very dear to me has a strong dislike for someone in a political position. Um, and every time I speak to him, he has to assert how much he hates this person mm -hmm. and how much there is to fear because of this person's position. Mm -hmm. And I keep saying, if you feel that way, you realize you're strengthening that. You're actually feeding it. You're actually contributing to the very thing that you don't want to experience. Exactly. And it's, it's hard, though, because I think people find themselves in this loop, and it's hard to pull the attention away. And, and I think probably believe, you know, he probably thinks, oh, yeah, that's real cute what Amanda's saying, but, you know. Mm-hmm. But here's the reality. The reality is this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, well, 
but there could be another reality. And as long as you're feeding that, it's going to keep happening, uh -huh. you know? So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation to have with people. Exactly. Because we have, I mean, it's hard to not be upset by this particular person because um, every day there's some new thing and it's hard to not get sucked into that. But, but if you can kind of get into the more observer place and look at it from everything happens, that person is actually serving a very powerful position because he's like really bringing out the shadow and all the, the dark and the, dare I say, evil, but just this, all the corruption and all the, I, you know, all the things that this particular person, that seems to be his job. And so if we didn't have that, I mean, he's, he's serving a powerful position, but it's very difficult to not get caught in the, oh my God, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's true with everything happening. It's not, I just brought that as an example, but it's like, you know, all these things that we're seeing, you know, and then there's that fine line of like head in the sand versus, you know, it's not head in the sand, but it's also what, where, what is my energy contributing to and building exactly. and um, yeah, it's none of it's black and white. And it's, and I think that's part of what's happening right now is there's a lot of like, individual discernment that needs to be happening about all of it and there's no one there's no one right way to show up it's you know everyone having their different roles to play and their different lessons to learn right and we're human so we have the ups and the downs you know it goes like that it's that's we can't always be you know um in the blissful state um and it is important when you're going down to feel that energy you know to to acknowledge it we can't just, like you say, put your head in the sand. It's like, yes, acknowledge it, but don't let it pull you down the drain. You know, just kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, I feel that. Mm -hmm. But then if you can remember, I, my magic cure is always gratitude. You know, to choose, to think of something to be grateful for, because there's always something. I mean, it might be really small, but again, if you start looking for things to be grateful for, then your energy raises and you attract more things to be grateful for. So it's kind of a, a magical cure if you can remember that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so what about um, Mars moving into Aries? And people, especially, you know, anyone that knows astrology would be like, ooh, like, okay, <laughs> Mars has been in Pisces and we've had all this stuff. Mars is going to Aries, like, uh, kind of like an uh-oh sort of yeah, energy exactly yeah um, what do you yeah. think about that and how do we again um be stay in an empowered place around what that could or might bring yeah well i was because i've been looking at that going oh my god you know and and this morning i woke up and i had this vision of mars and Pi and neptune together i'm a I'm a zero Aries, but I have three planets in Pisces. So I know those energies because they're not compatible necessarily. And I got this picture of like this little, this little kid, maybe kind of like a bully kid, you know, kind of, you know, like, and, but he's, he's conferring with like a minister or somebody, you know, a, a spiritual wisdom being, and they're talking to each other, you know, and, and because it's in, they're both in Pisces right now, of course. And it's kind of like my hope is, and I have been accused of being a Pollyanna, but 
My hope is that Mars is getting some wisdom from a higher source. And perhaps when he goes into Aries, he doesn't go in from a, um, a raw, primal, kind of Marsy way, but he goes in with a, with a little wisdom or a little bit of um, compassion and a bigger picture of what's really going on. And it just doesn't come in from that raw, airy state. And, and, and that made me feel better because otherwise I got afraid to think about on the 27th, Mars goes into Aries. Like, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, what can happen then? But again, going back to the, I'm feeding that, that fear. Then when this picture came in, I thought, oh, because each sign before prepares for the next sign, right? And so why not from Pisces to Aries? You know, it doesn't have to come in, you know, as just plain eh, Aries or Mars, you know? Yeah. Well, also, um, one thing that Rick Levine brought up last week is that it's often forgotten that Mars is the warrior, but also the lover, and so when you, what, just what you described, it's like, well, yeah, and then it could be a quote-unquote war energy warrior for love, potentially. You know, that could be what that's bringing in. Is right. It could it could feed this whole um, revolution around equality. Right. You know that Mars comes in with that that intention, and so it could you know spark that. I don't know, but I. I'd rather hold on to that picture than something else. Right. Well, and it's important that we hold on to those kinds of pictures right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are going to be our inner circle guide starting in July. Tell us a little bit about the mastery class that you're going to be teaching because I'm very excited about it. I have been excited about it since we talked about it back in whenever we did last year. Um, okay. If you can just explain, describe a little bit what you're going to be teaching. Yes, I'm going to be teaching um, how to approach a chart from just step-by-step kind of a recipe. Um, and I've, I like to teach astrology from not just uh, an intellectual way, but through pictures and stories and analogies and metaphors to kind of give people a sense of astrology more from a visceral place. And it's kind of how I talk to my clients when I explain, because I'm one of those astrologies, astrologers that like my clients to understand what I'm talking about and to show them what I'm doing so that they don't think I'm just making this up. And so and I, I know there's astrologers that never use an astrologer, astrologies, they don't, but I like to bring my clients along with me. So, so I've come up with ways to explain things that make it easy for them to understand. So, um, so that's how my presentation is laid out with pictures and, and different ways of, of getting astrology from more of a, an energetic, from a visceral place than just understanding the adjectives. Um, so I try to take it more into, I call it bringing your chart to life because it's, it's, it's like breathing energy into the chart, but it's also how do we, how do we make this useful for everybody and it's not just you know you have to learn the language and so forth 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know so many people sit down and look at a chart and it's like, oh my God, what do I do with this? Where do I start? What's important? What, like, what do, what, how do I break it down and actually create a story out of all these images and symbols and positions, et cetera? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it goes from the macro to the micro, you know, as we go. Yeah. And so, and it's, and you see where each little piece gives you information. So, um, yeah, I just, I did a version of it for the Vancouver group and I got some really positive feedback and I realized that that's, that's kind of my specialty is, I think it's a zero Aries thing. It's like, make it really simple for a child could understand it, mm-hmm. you know, cause it can, it can get really, really heady. Mm-hmm. You know? So and overwhelming and tons of people get turned off from astrology. They come in with the enthusiasm, but mm-hmm. then they start looking at it and it's like, Oh my God, I'll never be able to get this. So that's really a gift to be able to, to, to make it simple. I mean, it's really a gift and, um, I'm so grateful you're going to be teaching our community how to do it. Thank you. I'm excited to to be able to share it. Yeah. Um, So, and then everybody, Linda is also going to be part of our solstice panel that's happening on June 17th. So this big um, solstice event that is happening, which is also an eclipse, we're bringing seven different astrologers together to talk about not only the message or invitation of the solstice eclipse but then also what we can look forward to in terms of the rest of the year and transits and things that are going to be happening um and then as part of that we're also going to be doing a ceremony on the actual day of the solstice which is the 20th and that event is free and linda will be one of our seven amazing astrologers featured during that event if you'd like to join us for it, you can go to astrologyhub.com slash solstice. That's astrologyhub.com slash solstice and sign up and reserve your free spot. We'll make sure that you know how to get to the um, event itself on the 17th and then also to the ceremony on the 20th. So, Linda, is there anything else you'd want to leave the audience with? Anything else you'd like to share before we sign off? No, I think it's just be, be grateful. Um, be kind and loving, yes. And it's to yourself, not just, we forget sometimes ourselves, but loving and kind to others, but to really acknowledge who you are and to love yourself. We'd have a very different world if we all just did those two simple things. (laughs) So it's big work, big work. Linda, thank you so much for being with us. I can't wait to connect with you again. Is that next week? It is next week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to do that with you next week. And the time um, is zooming by. Oh my gosh. We are, it's like being in a complete time warp. It's like everything's happening and it's happening so fast. Um, Yeah. So it's been a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Amanda. All right. We'll see you again next week. And thanks everybody for joining. We'd love to see you at that solstice event. It's astrologyhub.com slash solstice. Um, And it's free and available and happening next week. We'll see you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.